Section three of Stories in the Dark. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jennifer Dahlman. Stories in the Dark by Barry Payne. The Moon Slave. The Princess Viola had, even in her childhood, an inevitable submission to the dance. A rhythmical madness in her blood answered hotly to the dance music, swaying her as the wind sways trees, two movements of perfect sympathy and grace. For the rest, she had her beauty and her long hair that reached to her knees, and was thought lovable, but she was never very fervent and vivid unless she was dancing. At other times there almost seemed to be a touch of lethargy upon her. Now when she was sixteen years old, she was betrothed to the Prince Hugo. With others the betrothal was merely a question of state. With her it was merely a question of obedience to the wishes of authority. It had been arranged. Hugo was come si consa. No god in her eyes but it did not matter but with hugo it was quite different he loved her the betrothal was celebrated by a banquet and afterwards by a dance in the great hall of the palace from this dance the princess soon made her escape quite discontented and went to the farthest part of the palace gardens where she could no longer hear the music calling her they are all right she said to herself as she thought of the men she had left but they cannot dance mechanically they are all right they have learned it and don't make childish mistakes but they are only one two three machines they haven't the inspiration of dancing it is so different when i dance alone she wandered on until she reached an old forsaken maze it had been planned by a former king all round it was a high crumbling wall with foxgloves growing on it the maze itself had all its paths bordered with high opaque hedges in the very centre was a circular open space with tall pine trees growing round it many years ago the clue to the maze had been lost it was but rarely now that any one entered it its gravel paths were green with leaves and in some places the hedges spreading beyond their borders had made the way almost impassable for a moment or two viola stood peering in at the gate a narrow gate with curiously twisted bars of wrought iron surmounted by a heraldic device then the whim seized her to enter the maze and try to find the space in the centre she opened the gate and went in outside everything was uncannily visible in the light of the full moon but here in the dark shaded alleys the night was conscious of itself she soon forgot her purpose and wandered about quite aimlessly sometimes forcing her way where the brambles had flung a laced barrier across her path and a dragging mass of convolvulus struck wet and cool upon her cheek as chance would have it she suddenly found herself standing under the tall pines and looking at the open space that formed the goal of the maze she was pleased that she had got there here the ground was carpeted with sand fine and as it seemed beaten hard from the summer night sky immediately above the moonlight unobstructed here streamed straight down upon the scene viola began to think about dancing over the dry smooth sand her little satin shoes moved easily stepping and gliding circling and stepping as she hummed the tune to which they moved in the centre of the space she paused looked at the wall of dark trees all round at the shining stretches of silvery sand 
and at the moon above my beautiful moonlit lonely old dancing-room why did i never find you before she cried but she added you need music there must be music here in her fantastic mood she stretched her soft clasped hands upwards towards the moon sweet moon she said in a kind of mock prayer make your white light come down in music into my dancing-room here and i will dance most deliciously for you to see she flung her head backwards and let her hands fall her eyes were half closed and her mouth was a kissing mouth ah sweet moon she whispered do this for me and i will be your slave i will be what you will quite suddenly the air was filled with the sound of a grand invisible orchestra viola did not stop to wonder to the music of a slow saraband she swayed and postured in the music there was a regular beat of small drums and a perpetual drone the air seemed to be filled with the perfume of some bitter spice viola could almost fancy that she saw the smouldering campfire and heard far off the roar of some desolate wild beast she let her long hair fall raising the heavy strands of it in either hand as she moved slowly to the laden music slowly her body swayed with drowsy grace slowly her satin shoes slid over the silver sand the music ceased with a clash of cymbals viola rubbed her eyes she fastened her hair up carefully again suddenly she looked up almost imperiously music more music she cried once more the music came this time it was a dance of caprice pelting along over the violin strings leaping laughing wanton again an illusion seemed to cross her eyes an old king was watching her a king with the sordid history of the exhaustion of pleasure written on his flaccid face a hook-nosed courtier by his side settled the ruffles at his wrist and mumbled ravissante quel malheur que la vieilles it was a strange illusion faster and faster she sped to the music stepping spinning pirouetting the dance was light as thistledown fierce as fire smooth as a rapid stream the moment that the music ceased viola became horribly afraid she turned and fled away from the moonlit space through the trees down the dark alleys of the maze not heeding in the least which turn she took and yet she found herself soon at the outside iron gate from thence she ran through the palace garden hardly ever pausing to take a breath until she reached the palace itself in the eastern sky the first signs of dawn were showing in the palace the festivities were drawing to an end as she stood alone in the outer hall prince hugo came towards her where have you been viola he said sternly what have you been doing she stamped her little foot i will not be questioned she replied angrily i have some right to question he said she laughed a little for the first time in my life she said i have been dancing he turned away in hopeless silence the months passed away slowly a great fear came over viola a fear that would hardly ever leave her for every month at the full moon whether she would or no she found herself driven to the maze through its mysterious walks into that strange dancing-room 
and when she was there the music began once more and once more she danced most deliciously for the moon to see the second time that this happened she merely thought that it was a reoccurrence of her own whim and that the music was but a trick that the imagination had chosen to repeat the third time frightened her and she knew that the force that sways the tides had strange power over her the fear grew as the year fell for each month the music went on for a longer time each month some of the pleasure had gone from the dance on bitter nights in winter the moon called her and she came when the breath was vapor and the trees that circled her dancing-room were black bear skeletons and the frost was cruel she dared not tell anyone and yet it was with difficulty that she kept her secret somehow chance seemed to favor her and she always found a way to return from her midnight dance to her own room without being observed each month the summons seemed to be more imperious and urgent once when she was alone on her knees before the lighted altar in the private chapel of the palace she suddenly felt that the words of the familiar latin prayer had gone from her memory she rose to her feet she sobbed bitterly but the call had come and she could not resist it she passed out of the chapel and down the palace gardens how madly she danced that night she was to be married in the spring she began to be more gentle with hugo now she had a blind hope that when they were married she might be able to tell him about it and he might be able to protect her for she had always known him to be fearless she could not love him but she tried to be good to him one day he mentioned to her that he had tried to find his way to the centre of the maze and had failed she smiled faintly if only she could fail but she never did on the night before the wedding day she had gone to bed and slept peacefully thinking with her last waking moments of hugo overhead the full moon came up in the sky quite suddenly viola was wakened with the impulse to fly to the dancing-room it seemed to bid her hasten with breathless speed she flung the cloak about her slipped her naked feet into her dancing-shoes and hurried forth no one saw her or heard her on the marble staircase of the palace on down the terraces of the garden she ran as fast as she could a thorn-plant caught at her cloak but she sped on tearing it free a sharp stone cut through the satin of one shoe and her foot was wounded and bleeding but she sped on as the pebble that is flung from the cliff must fall until it reaches the sea as the white ghost-moth must come in from cool hedges and scented darkness to a burning death in the lamp by which you sit so late so viola had no choice the moon called her the moon drew her to that circle of hard bright sand and the pitiless music it was brilliant rapid music to-night viola threw off her cloak and danced as she did so she saw that a shadow lay over a fragment of the moon's edge it was the night of a total eclipse she heeded it not the intoxication of the dance was on her she was all in white even her face was pale in the moonlight every movement was full of poetry and grace the music would not stop she had grown deathly weary it seemed to her that she had been dancing for hours and the shadow had nearly covered the moon's face so that it was almost dark she could hardly see the trees around her she went on dancing stepping spinning pirouetting 
held by the merciless music it stopped at last just when the shadow had quite covered the moon's face and all was dark but it stopped only for a moment and then began again this time it was a slow passionate waltz it was useless to resist she began to dance once more as she did so she uttered a sudden shrill scream of horror for in the dead darkness a hot hand had caught her own and whirled her around and she was no longer dancing alone the search for the missing princess lasted during the whole of the following day in the evening prince hugo his face anxious and firmly set passed in his search the iron gate of the maze and noticed on the stones beside it the stain of a drop of blood within the gate was another stain he followed this clue which had been left by viola's wounded foot until he reached that open space in the centre that had served viola for her dancing-room it was quite empty he noticed that the sand round the edges was all worn down as though some one had danced there round and round for a long time but no separate footprint was distinguishable there just outside this track however he saw two footprints clearly defined close together one was the print of a tiny satin shoe the other was a print of a large naked foot a cloven foot End of chapter three